Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. Jason Guyman here with King of Pressure Wash. And tonight I got a special guest on, Mr. Ryan Lee. And so I know a lot of you all, um, he does landscape lighting. I'll tell you, he can tell you what he do here shortly. But we're going to talk a little bit about pricing, strategies, stuff like that. Because Ryan loves the nerd out on this stuff. And I always love it too, because it is a lot of fun. And I think. Whether you're in landscape lighting, whether you're in pressure washing, whether you're in what business you're in, this is where people struggle and fail right here. Knowing pricing, knowing how to price, what to price, why you should price this way. And there's no really general rule of saying you got to price this or you got to price that. And so that's what we will hit on tonight. So. Before we get started here, Ryan, tell me a little bit about who are you, where are you from, and all of that good stuff there. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. And uh, just hearing you talk, say the word price, I'm like, dude, I love this. I'm so excited. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I started my entrepreneurial journey actually as a window cleaner. Uh, I was trying to save enough money to get married and uh, had no idea what I was doing. Thought I invented the window cleaning industry. And I was just looking to find a store in the yellow pages that sold those gas station squeegees, you know, and I thought that's what you'd clean like residential uh, windows with. So I go to that, that store and they, they showed me the whole aisle of like the, the holsters and everything. So my wife and I did that for a summer and uh, we earned enough money to get married. And uh, that's kind of how I got my introduction to it. Obviously, it wasn't a business at that time. Don't tell the IRS. But uh, yeah, later on, I ended up uh, started a lighting, a landscape lighting business. Sold that. I uh, had that from 2007 to 2019. Sold that in 2019. And uh, now I'm full-time coach uh, helping people start and grow their own landscape lighting business. So with that, you know, we all, I was actually talking to one of my buddies, Paul Gardner. He does signs and stuff. And he was talking about how um, that, how, what makes people struggle. He's like, you know, if I knew when I knew what, when I changed, cause he's been in sign business for 20 some years too, but it's, he's only really made money for the last six years. And it was kind of that light bulb moment that he started understanding business. And so that's kind of where I want to start at tonight is what can be that light bulb moment? When, when was the time I remember the time in my business? Cause you know, I was trying to do stuff and I was trying to get customers and I was afraid to raise my pricing and you know, everybody's afraid to raise the pricing because everybody knows in my area, you just don't understand that you can't get it there. Right. Um, how many times have you heard that Ryan in my area, you can't get X. Right. Um, but before we get started here too long, um, I want to just give some shout outs here. We got Mr. David Watts soaking up the knowledge. We got Mr. Wild Wild West in the house. 
We got Action Pack, um, Action Power Wash, Miss Pink Robin out of Florida. We got um, Where Do You Get All Your Guests? I mean, they just show up, man. They're like little, I mean, you, you put some food out and they just come um, crawling in. <laughs> Thanks for the live. Hit that like button for sure. Definitely hit the like button. What up? Um, is this recorded on your YouTube channel? Yes, it is. And it will be up on the YouTube channel. We got Big Rob out of Jersey. So what do you, t- when was the time that you kind of had the light bulb moment of, I don't need to be this cheap because I know everybody has, and I know you didn't start out just charging premium pricing. What was the time that you were like, you know what? I think that that I can get more out of what I'm actually getting. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So when I started my landscape lighting business, I wasn't, I was not charging a premium. In fact, my competitive advantage was I'm going to be less than everybody else because I don't have the overhead as these big guys. So I'm going to, I would tell like my clients that like, yeah, we're half the price, you know, like that was my sales pitch and uh, you know, it worked. I got, I got some deals, you know, so I uh, was able to last a few years, but where that moment was like kind of the epiphany that you're talking about for me, I, I was working my ass off and keep in mind, I have a marketing degree. I have an MBA. So I've got years and years of school, right? So I should be like a game, like, dude, I'm just this awesome entrepreneur out of the box. But I'll tell you what happened was I was working my ass off. Uh, we, we would meet our crews. We would meet at 7 a.m. And then we'd work all day. And then I'd go out at night and sell lights. And then I'd go do demos and I'd go do uh, night adjustments and stuff like that. So I was working from like 7 a.m. till midnight. And we our sales were doing okay. Again, we we, started, we were selling jobs. But I got to that point where I was like, damn, I'm, I I don't have any money. Like I had I had a good job before. And I really I got to that moment where I was like, why am I even doing all this? Why, why am I torturing myself as an entrepreneur just so I could brag to my friends that I'm a business owner when in reality, I missed the eight to five. I missed that steady paycheck because I, I didn't know if I could do it. And I literally was like talking talks with my wife of like, you know what, should we just like quit this thing? Should I just go back and get a job? Cause I've got a good resume. I can interview well. Why don't I just go get a job? Because I would work less hours. I'd get paid more money. I'd have a cooler boss than I have now which was myself. And uh, that was my moment. That was my moment of me hitting that wall of just making that decision. Am I going to figure this out and do it the right way? Or am I just going to retreat and go back and get a job? And, you know, this is something that I see a lot of people struggle with, right? Is because they think that, you know, and, and get I get it, right? You're going to start a business and, you know, there's people on YouTube and the internet that say it's real easy and you're just going to make all this money. And I mean, it's just gravy, right? I mean, it's, I mean, how many people have heard that? I, I can, I can tell you that it's just going to be easy. You know, you go buy a $25,000 rig or you buy $20,000 worth of lights. The customers are just going to flock to you and it's just going to be amazing, man. I mean, you're going to be able to charge, you can charge, you know, I read the book, um, a hundred million or a hundred or a million, a hundred million dollar offers. Um, which is a great book. And he talks about, you know, you know, most people go out there and they start calling all these other companies and they're like, how much are you? And they're like, and they find out how much all these other companies are. And so what they think is, is I'm going to be cheaper. I'm going to do better quality work than they are. And what they don't realize is, is that person is already broke and they're, they're in the hole, you know? And so these are some things that, you know, when we're dealing with pricing and when we're doing this stuff, uh, this is um, kind of where we got to learn. So what made you, so you 
realized you were doing a whole lot of work for not a lot of money. And here's the thing. You were probably doing big numbers, right? You were probably doing. I know people that are doing a, I know people that are doing a million dollars a year and they're broke at the end of the day. They're working their butt off and they're broke. Why? Because money's going out just as fast as it comes in. So, you know, this is one thing we were um, actually Ryan's with BBB with us and Zach there. He's all he's a numbers dude and he's all about the bottom line. Like we went out to dinner with him and he talked about the bottom line. I bet he said the bottom line 25 times. (laughs) Right. But that's what people don't understand. You can actually have a lower, higher end and more here and you're making more money. So obviously you went through that. So what what did you do to start? hitting pricing of getting the higher tickets yeah so i was and by the way i'm pretty stubborn so i did i was i was doing over a million dollars a year when this happened so this was probably about um this was probably about four or five years into my like after i started my business so you know i was like well i'll just work harder like i you know i can figure this out and i just kept working more hours and it just wasn't solving so for me, it just came down to that, that question of like, should I like figure this out or just give up? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't give up. Like, I'm going to do this it, just to have to like not admit to my friends and family that I'm a failure. Right. So for me, it came down to the numbers. I was like, okay, what am I going to have to do? And so the, the thing that I did was I made a spreadsheet, just a huge list of all my expenses. And um, this is something that anyone can do. Okay. Like I didn't, I didn't invent this by the way. I just started doing that. Right. So some expenses were monthly, some were annual, some were like, um, not regular expenses, like maybe a truck repair or something like that. Didn't matter. I just made this spreadsheet of everything. And if it was a monthly expense, then I times it by 12 so I could come up with an annual expense. Right. And if it was a one-time fee, then that was it. And I realized Holy cow, like this is costing me a lot more money, obviously, than I thought. That's why there's nothing left for me. Um, I I had not heard of the book Profit First yet, which is a good book you can check out. But I I didn't know any of that. And I was paying myself whatever was left. And some some months were awesome. I was like, holy cow, I just made like 30 grand in one month. And then all of a sudden, I'd have like five months of me not paying myself because I had to keep the machine going. I had to keep paying everyone. So, but this, this exercise of me just tolling up my expenses opened my eyes to be like, holy shit, this is a, this is an expensive business. And what I did was I divided that by, um, how many actual days we were working because the same thing, we had these ups and downs where like we'd have, we'd install like a $10,000 landscape lighting one day. And I was like, yeah, man, I just made like 20%. Like I'm awesome. And then we'd have three days of like no jobs. Right. And so by doing this, I came up with what's called my daily overhead number. And all it was, was me going, okay. And I was in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth at the time. So luckily we could work almost every day there, but that doesn't mean seven days a week, right? That doesn't mean 30 days in a month. That means usually like 20 days a month, uh, five, five days a week, four weeks. uh, And then there's, there's rain out days, stuff like that. So what I figured out was, was I can't remember the exact number, but I think we had like 240 working days right? That we could do. I divided that number, that annual number divided by 240 working days. And I came up with this number. I'm not even kidding. It was like $3,000, $3,000 a day that it cost me to just wake up. I'm like, what? Like just before I leave the house, it cost me $3,000. And that was just such an eye-opening experience. So it really helped me double down on, and on the confidence that I needed to go in and charge these higher prices. And I didn't just go from charging like, 
what I what I thought to what I really needed. Um, I didn't have the confidence to just double my price, which is what I really kind of needed to do. I was just like, well, I, I ran some scenarios. I'm like, okay, if my if my daily overhead is three thousand dollars and I go sell this twenty light job that costs me um, two thousand more in material, then it's five thousand dollars for me to break even, right? And I looked at it and like, man, that's what I was going to charge for this job was five thousand, right? So then it really helps you understand. It's like, well, you can't charge five if you want to you know, be in business longer than a week. So then it's like, okay, I need to charge at least 6,000 because I need to make a thousand dollars today in order to support myself and the business moving forward. You know, this is one of the subjects that it don't matter how long you've been in business. It don't matter if you're just starting out. It don't matter if you've been in business for 20 years. I've had to, I had this exact same phone call this week with a guy that's been in business longer than I, he's been in business since 2007. Um, and so we, we were having this exact same conversation right here. Of, and he's actually one of the guy, Nathan, it's one of his competitors who's in here right now watching this. Um, Nathan put, you just described my whole year except Christmas lights. And so this is something that is it, like I said, it don't matter if you're in business and it don't matter what business you're in. It's the same any business you're in. It don't matter what your business you're in. Um, and, you know, this is something that people struggle with. And it's hard. This is hard. And, you know, a lot of times the more you're in this business, the harder it is to raise your prices. You know, my I love telling you all to raise your prices. It's harder to raise your prices the longer you've been in there. You know, I was telling the person I was on the phone with about Nathan's pricing. And he's like, he's getting that much for a 3000 square foot house. And I said, yeah, he is. He's like, I'm only charging $350. And I'm like, and you're not making no money. He told me how much to the dollar it cost him to go to every job every day. Right. But he wants to get to here, but he's kind of stuck at here. And so these are some things that we have to work on and try to grow and try to, figure out what we need to do. So this is something that I'm, I'm, I always tell people, why do you teach people to charge so much right out of the get go? And so I want you to answer this question first before I even go into it. So if you're a new landscape lighting person or a new person going in business, do you want to teach them to be the cheapest person or the most expensive person? And why do you want to teach them that way? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I've uh, I've kind of got uh, two. I don't know. I feel like a little schizo on this for a couple reasons, but I, I my natural response is premium. Like you know, if you're it just because then I'm not going to have to teach you. Like you said, like once you're charging a certain price, you're stuck in that mindset. It's hard to elevate and like double your price. That sounds crazy. But if you start like a crazy person charging premium prices then that's your norm. Right. But I will say this, if it's your first job, two, three, like it's okay. Like if like I teach people to charge four or $500 a light installed, some people are like, that's nuts. Right. Like, and maybe it is because you don't have the confidence yet. You're not good at design. Like I feel like it's okay for your first, you know, proof of concept jobs. Like just get some jobs in the ground, get some experience. But after that, like it's game on and you've got to be charging a premium price because you can avoid literally the five or six years of torture that I put myself, my family, my employees. I mean, this whole little ecosystem of people, I tortured them for years and it didn't have to be that way. I didn't have someone on a late night, uh, Jason Guyman show 
preaching to me saying, do this, do this, do this. If I would have, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot, you know? So yeah, you, you got to charge a premium. If you want to, if you want to be in business and, and everyone's goal is the same. Like I, I don't talk to people and they're like, we just want to provide a low quality, uh, you know, really crappy service to our clients. You know, we're just not really better than anyone. Like everyone's value proposition is the same red carpet, white glove. We're the best. We're going to take care of you. Well, if that's true and you want to provide the best level of service, the best quality products, then you have to be able to afford to do that. And that only comes from charging those premium prices. Yes, it is. Nathan, that is who I was talking to. But so here's my th- here's my thought and theory behind this whole question that I just asked. You know, and I agree, right? You can do one or two jobs at the cheaper pricing, just if you need pictures and get some experience and stuff. Yeah. But here's my theory. If you can sell at the higher pricing, if you can't sell at the lower pricing, actually, if you can't sell at the higher pricing, you probably can't sell at the lower pricing, right? And so, and at the end of the day, it's you are the problem, right? It's your fault why you can't sell that. And a lot of it has to do with up here. And I know people want to say that, oh, that don't have nothing to do with it, but mindset has everything to do with it. If you don't believe that you can get $400, $500 per light, you know, $500 for pressure washing a a 2,000 square foot house, eight to $10 a foot for that. If you don't believe you're worth that much, then you're right. You won't get it because people, when you try to start selling people and you don't even believe it, they can look in your eyeballs and say, he is scared to death. He don't know how to talk. He's he's all over the place. He's 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 mind screwballed everything, right? He don't know what he's talking about. And this is why it is important when we're dealing with this stuff and how we deal with it. You know, this is why it's important that, you know, go find a script to learn how to talk, you know. Go take classes how to talk better so you don't get all mind screwballed and don't know what to say. And and you're just like, oh, my gosh, they're not going to believe me. You start shaking, right? Because you're like, they'll never pick that price. So these are some things that you can do to help this. And this is why I preach go premium pricing out of the get-go. Because if I can't get you to sell it at this price, you're not going to make no money and you're going to lose money at this price. That's so, a good point. I, I have people tell me that. I'm like, you know, well, you know, I'm going to get you to charge 500 bucks a light. Well, I, man, I can't even get 250 a light. And it's like, exactly. Like, if you can't get 250 a light, what's the difference between 250 and 500? You know, like, you, you have a, another problem besides pricing at this point. Uh, can I share just one sentence that's really transformational in helping you with that mindset? Yep. So, um, I don't even mar- remember where I learned this, but if I'm selling pressure washing, first of all, a lot of people think pressure washing, a lot of these home services are luxury items. Like people only get them if they can or you know they want, they don't need them. This will completely destroy that thought process. So um, if, you, if you learn three, it's one sentence that contains three very important things. People need pressure washing. Like what if you just brainwashed yourself today and, and really was like comfortable with that. People need pressure washing. People need pressure washing from me. And then the third one is people need pressure washing from me today. If you can convince yourselves of those three things, 
You can charge whatever price you want. You'll close the deal on the spot. It's going to give you confidence that like, oh yeah, no, no, no. It's not that they want this. They need this. And if they don't get this today from me today, there's their, their life is ruined. Their family's going to go up in flames. Like they need this from me. I am so convinced that people need landscape lighting from me that it was so easy for me to go in there and charge whatever price I want because they need landscape lighting from me today. If they don't get lighting from me today, they're going to go with my evil competitor who's going to screw them over. Uh, you know, all the horror stories that you guys all talk about. So if, if you really are as good as you say you are, and you are going to provide that red carpet, white glove service, you're doing a disservice to your client if you're not charging them a premium a premium price, right? Yep. So if you all have any questions about pricing, any of that kind of stuff, ask for sure, because then we'll, get them, we'll answer them as we go here. So here's another thing that I always teach people that helps with premium pricing, right? This is a way to help get premium for you to sell premium pricing. And you talked about it at BBB, but this is one that I'm always big on uh, too is, is packages, 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 packages. Why do we sell packages? Ryan? Yeah, I, I love this topic because you, you get packages because, for a couple of reasons. One, because people want options. And we as experts feel like, well, I'm not going to give them option. Like I know what they need. The house is dirty. This is the problem. Like, why am I going to let them decide? I'm the professional. This took me years to learn. This is what they're going to do. But people still want choices. And then the main reason I love packages and giving them options is because it frames things. And so um, if you, if you like most people in the world, we're just born. We're like, like born out of the womb to get quotes. I don't know why that is, but it's like, if I'm getting a roof put on the house, if I'm getting landscaping, if I'm getting lighting, fresh washing, it's like, okay, well, call three people, get the quotes and then see who we're going to go with. Right. Well, if you give packages and options to people, it satisfies that internal need for someone to get three options because you just gave them options. Right. And so now it's their, their chance to choose what they want. And by giving them a really high one, a really low one, they're like, okay, well, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go with the, you know, absorbing. I'm not going to have them do everything on my property and I'm not cheap. I'm not just going to do this little one down here. I'm going to go right in the middle. That's, that's comfortable for me. Yeah. We love packages. And you know what else I love about packages too, is you will find out that you can sell $2,000, $3,000 packages or $10,000 right. landscape lighting or $5,000 Christmas lights, right? You will find out that, hey, there's people stupid enough out there that will go with the top package that, you know, this is something that when I was talking with um, Mike, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, you're not offering packages. You're only giving them a $350 choice, but I'll upsell when I get there. How, how often are you upselling when you get there? What if you offer them a $1,500 package every time, no matter what? You know what? People will take that $1,500 package, right? They will take that $10,000 landscape lighting package. They'll take that $3,000, but they will never take that package if we don't offer that package. And two, it, there's a lot of psychology around pricing, and I've hit on this several times in different ways, but you know, when we put a $10,000, if we put a $1,500, $2,000 pressure washing price, now, instead of 500 sounds like a lot of money for a lot of people. But if I have a $1,500, 500 don't sound so bad now, right? That sounds pretty cheap. And so this is why it's important we do this 
for them, right? We're helping them understand that they need to buy our product. And it's just like what you said. Um, Nathan puts, um, that's exactly what Cardone says in Sell or Be Sold. You have to be so sold on your own service that it would be criminal if they don't didn't hire you right then and there, right? And so it is so important that we do these things that we offer. You know, a lot of times I heard him on a phone call. He's like three fifty. If it's under three thousand, it's three hundred fifty bucks. Well, we're not even giving them a eight hundred dollar offer, a thousand dollar offer, a fifteen hundred dollar offer, a ten thousand dollar offer. Because people will buy it if we offer it. If we don't offer it, we're never going to get more money out of people um, to do their services for them. And, you You know, know, Jason, this is, oh, sorry. This is such a simple thing to implement that anyone can do it. So if your average thing right now is 350, right? And let's say, you know, we're wanting them to get it to 500, but that's fine. Even if they're just at 350, uh, if they threw out a $1,500 option, their closing rate for that 350 is going to go through the roof. You and I know this because we've done this. And what's crazy, this is almost going to be a depressing episode because the people that do this, that have not been doing it, they implement this thing and they throw out the $1,500. They're going to probably go sell a job in the next you know few weeks at that $1,500 and they're going to be depressed. They're going to go, oh man, think about all the opportunities over the last 12 months. Had I thrown that out there? what that would have done for my company. It, it does kind of suck. It's depressing, but you got to just get that out of your mind and implement this as fast as possible because just that one little thing by framing it with that higher option, you're going to be so surprised how much it helps your your closing rate and it increases your uh, your revenues for sure because you're going to have people that choose that. There's, they're the people that they are, they want, they're the early adopters. They want that. They always want the nicer stuff. They want to show up their neighbors like they're they're going to do it for sure. Um, where there is no value, there is no low price enough. I don't know about that. That's a question. Let's see. I had a que- I had some questions here I wanted to ask. I don't know why they went to. I have like 57 um, things open here. Um, so what are some some specific strategies can be used to price tickets at a premium? All right. Well, I'll give you one that uh, just, uh, well, it's not even a strategy. It's just, uh, I, I, I do want to talk about a couple strategies because let me just tell you the, the numbers behind raising your price. Uh, you mentioned the bottom line, right? The bottom line is all that matters. If I can figure out how to do a company that, you know, $300,000 in revenue and it brings me in $250,000 bottom line, I would rather that business than a business that is a million dollars and brings me in 250 because it's more work, you know? So if you guys will increase your price by 10%, listen, most of us in that own a business, we're lucky if we're making 10 or 20%, if we're being honest with ourselves, right? And I know on a job, you might make 50%, you might make 80%, but just over the long haul, when you put in your overhead and all these other things and your, uh, and you put in your equipment replacement costs, which no one puts in their, their numbers, uh, most of us, if we're making, let's say we're making 20% profit, right? That's like a, a, a normal business. If you raise your price by just 10% today and you don't do anything else, all you do is raise your price by 10%, you will, a couple things will happen. One, you can afford to lose clients. You can actually afford to lose up to 20% of your client base and still make the exact same of money. So 20% is one day a week, which is Fridays. 
So you can take Fridays off, go fishing, go hunting, go do whatever you want. And thank Jason for having me on the show today because you just made an extra 10% and now you get, you know, a free day of the week. But what's really going to happen is you're not going to lose any clients. And that extra 10% is going to add to your bottom line, which if you were making 20%, you just increased your bottom line by 50%. Like that's a huge number to raise your price by only 10%. So if you're doing a pressure washing job at $350, that means you only have to raise it by $35. So now you're at 385, you just made 50% extra money in your bottom line to your business. So that's pretty simple math. That should be, that's where I would recommend people start in terms of strategy is just do it because that's not a big number. It's not scary. Uh, and it, that, that is going to allow you more profit to be able to grow your business. And then after a few deals, you're going to be like, that wasn't that hard. I'm going to do that again. And so you raise it another 10%, another 10% and keep raising your price until you almost want to laugh when you put that in front of someone's face. And you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing 600. This is almost double what I was doing before. Here we go. And you, you present it with a smile on your face because you're laughing that's when you know you're charging a premium price. Yeah, and that's so true, right? I mean, because you don't realize that premium pricing, you know, I really, a lot of people see it with Christmas lights, right? I know Christmas lights is kind of that eye-opener. Uh, people will open their wallet for way more than you would ever think, right? You see numbers um, Nathan put on here. I wasn't sending $10,000 offers until Christmas lights. Now I will try to hit that many times um, because, Right. If we offer it, then we can get that out of it. And that's the crazy thing about it. And so just by raising 10 percent, we can raise our bottom line. Think about that, how much we can raise our bottom line by just keep pushing that 10 percent, you know, and 10 percent of three hundred dollars is only thirty dollars. Right. It's not yeah. that much. Right. It's it's not much. And even 10 percent of a thousand dollars is only a hundred dollars. But those hundred dollars keep adding up, and that is what makes us profitable. And here's the thing, too: a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand this, as in, you know, you you think that I don't need to charge as much as the big company with all those people. But that's where we want to get to, right? We can't get there if we're not charging the same price because we can't afford to hire a secretary. We can't afford to hire technicians. We can't afford to hire um, uh, an operational manager. We can't afford for them to run the business versus you run the business, right? That means we're in the business and not running the business, you know, working on the business. And so this is why it's important that we're able to charge those prices so that way we can start hiring a secretary to answer the phone. And so you're not losing money going out the door that the phone's not getting answered. You can hire the technician so you can get off of the $15 an hour task and start working on the $1,000 an hour task. What's your thoughts on those there, Ryan? Dude, when when you were talking, I was like, oh, my gosh. The, the thing that sucks about the, the position I'm in now is I do have to be vulnerable and admit all the things I sucked at in life. And I still suck at a bunch of them. But uh, to your point of, like, where do you want to be? Like again, my, when I started my business, my value proposition was, well, I'm, I'm on my toes. I'm a hustler. I can, I can afford to do it half the price, all that. But it was like, it, it's just, it was so ignorant of me to realize that the reason these other companies were higher priced was because they had an admin, they had insurance, they had, a, they had their reps on their trucks. They had all this stuff. Right. And so that was part of my epiphany. I was like, 
wait a minute, I can't, I can't afford. Like I, I remember telling they're like, man, you're so busy. Why don't you get someone to answer the phones? I'm like, shit, I can't afford to get someone to answer my phones. If I pay them 30 grand a year, then we're like, I don't have any money. Right. And so this, this was a real experience that happened to me. I was in a tree, uh, changing a light, uh, up in a tree cause I was our full-time maintenance tech and, uh, full-time receptionist and, uh, materials orderer, purchaser, and all these other things, right? Salesperson. And so uh, I missed a call. I mean, that's usual. I missed calls all the time, right? And then when you get out of the tree, you call someone back and you leave them a message. And if they don't call back, well, you get you forget about it because you move on to the next one, right? Well, this particular lady answered the phone and I said, hey, it's Ryan with Majestic Outdoor Lighting. I was just calling you back. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, no, you know what? We're good. We already got someone out to give uh, someone coming out to give us an estimate. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, no worries. Uh, and I, I don't mind coming out. You know, when would be a good time? And she said, no, you don't understand. Like they answered their phone. Um, they're coming out tomorrow to give us a quote. And I was like, yeah, again, you know, no problem. I, I can come out tomorrow. Next day, you tell me. She's like, no, we're good. We're just going to go with them. And my mind was like, like just blew up. And at the time, our average job was five grand for a landscape lighting job. And in my mind, I just lost $5,000. And I was so pissed off. I was like, Dude, being in that tree, which I was providing the red carpet, white glove service to my client, the owner of the company out here, just showing up and with a smile on my face, I just lost $5,000 because I didn't answer a phone call. And then I started doing the math. I was like, oh shit, last week I missed a phone call. And then those other people didn't return my call. And it was like, bup, 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 bup. and I was like, there's $80,000 just in my recent memory that I could have closed deals. And that was literally, literally like the driving force behind all this of like, okay, something's got to change, you know, either quit and go get a job or start raising your prices. That's really what it, that's really what it came down to. If I wanted to be able to afford that person to answer the phone and later on, if I wanted to afford to get a second install team, hire a full-time maintenance tech, hire salespeople, hire a second admin. I mean, those things cost money. So if you don't budget for it now, it's not going to come out of thin air. So start acting like you're a $2 million company. And it's real easy at that point to start charging the prices that you need to. So this question kind of goes right along with it, because if you're trying to do all these things and you can't answer the phone, Jason, after giving a quote to the customer, I receive an, okay, thank you response. How soon should I follow up to the response and what can I say? And this is a great question on just what we're talking about, right? When we're trying to do all the hats, you barely get the phone answer, let alone the follow-ups. So what's your thoughts on this question or question here? Are they, well, my first question would be, are you giving a quote on site? Is it an email? Um, we would need to know a little bit more about that because let's I'm a firm just say it's a, let's just say it's an Let's just say it's a, an online quote. Okay. So uh, again, if it's a lower ticket and I would say like under a thousand bucks or whatever, um, you know, that's one thing. But if, it, if it's over than that, I think you need to start presenting your bids in person and really getting that mentality of people need insert your service here. People need pressure washing. People need landscape lighting for me today, whatever it is. But if I, if I emailed someone a quote, uh, I mean, I'd be following up the next day for sure. Because remember, people need pressure washing for me today. Yeah. And you were going to follow up the next day and basic, we're not going to say, Hey, do you want to buy now? We're going to ask, you know, we're going to ask questions like, you know, is there anything I can, is anything I can explain to you better? Or, you know, what's, what, what's kind of their objections, right? And this is kind of where if we do it in person, we can find out some of their objections. Sometimes over the phone, it's kind of hard to get the objections right out of the get go. And so these are some things that, 
you know, it's not, hey, when are you going to sign up? It's, you know, and we can assume the sale, but it's kind of back to we're just calling to see if you had any questions about the quote, if there's anything I can help you with. Um, and then we're going to shut up and let them talk because, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that I see people struggle with is they don't know how to shut up and let the customer talk. Because if you let the customer talk, they'll tell you what their problem is and they'll tell you how you can solve it. You know, some of them will say, man, I'm just too busy to get this done. Okay, that's I can guess what I take this off your plate. It's super simple. All you got to do basically is give me a card number and we're done. Right. So these are the things that we got to do to be able to close that sale. And a lot of it has to do with shutting up and listening. Um, I was talking with Chris Johnson, his average tickets, 1500 bucks. Every job he does go to person. He gives a four thousand dollar ticket almost every time he goes to every house. And he's at nice. a very high close rate. He's going to do $600,000 this year, right? And, you know, he talks about in, when he goes in person and he goes sits down at their kitchen table and it's a 30-minute, he knows it's going to be a 30-minute conversation. And 25 minutes of the 30 minutes is just you sitting there talking about whatever, their family, their kids, their dogs. And then the last five minutes is on sales, right? Because we're going to, you know, this gives us a lot of things. And so there's different things out there. Like there's different types of people. Imagine that. Um, you know, there's a couple things you can use for this. You know, if you haven't read the seven love languages of uh, love languages, that's one thing. Um, the disc, you know, if some people may know what a disc is, it's basically the four different personalities. Some people are an A type. Some people like all the details. Some people like, you know, I'm an influencer. Um, you know, I'm a big eye. You know, I don't want to know all the details, but if you're on the sea, you want to know all the details and how it works. And, you know, those are usually your engineers and, and that. And you, you might go deep with that customer, but this is learning how to sell to people's profile. You know, some people might, their love language might be words of encouragement and you figure that out and you just start talking about how awesome they are. And it's just like stroking their little feathers and they're like all giddy inside. And that's what we want, right? Is that not correct there? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I, I was just thinking, even with that last question about like, you know, when should I follow up? How should I follow up? One thing just kind of hitting on when you talk about pricing, it obviously has to do with sales because if you're good at sales, you can charge whatever you want. And uh, pre-qualification would be something that's important. And when you pre-qualification, pre-qualify, one of your questions would be like, how soon are you ready to, to get this project done? Right. And you might think like, well, why do I need to ask that? It's just a good question because if they, if, if they're saying like, got it, thanks, you know, then you could follow up and say, okay, you know, you said you were ready to get this done by next Friday. You know, we're booked out two weeks. So if this is something you want to get done, we'd have to get, you know, get this on the schedule. Or you could follow up with a question that says, okay, if you didn't pre-qualify, when are you looking to get your house clean? When are you looking to get X, Y, Z done? Um, just to help keep that sale move forward. And like you said, it doesn't have to be like, hey, can I have your credit card? It can just be like, the, whatever the next question is to keep the, the, the conversation going. You know, and this is something that this year I've seen some people do quite a bit. Um, Gerson is one. I haven't seen him in here tonight. Um, but once he gave the price for Christmas lights, the next question, you know, he never got a response back. So do you want warm white or multicolor? Right. So we're just going to start just that next yep. question. We're just start asking that next question. Um, and that way they're going to just keep giving us the answers to those next questions. And that's how we can do it. That's and, you great. Know, 
you know, another thing I've seen a lot too, and, and this is something that is getting more and more. Are you allowing your customers to text you? Are you even offering that as a way to keep that conversation going? Because we are in the digital world and we are in an Amazon world that they don't want to talk to people. They just want to get on their phones and do a little button clicking and the right. thing just shows up two days later, right? Or one day, it's depending on where you're located at. Yeah, I think so. You have to. You have to adapt. Um, the power of human connection is crazy awesome. If you can be in front of someone, 100%. But you talk about those different personality types. There's people that they, they don't want to see you. You know, I even sold landscape lighting jobs, like talking big numbers, like 20. I think my biggest one was about $20,000 that I never met the person. I mean, I I didn't know if I was getting scammed, if they thought they were. I, it was kind of crazy. Never met. They traveled so much. But like, you know, the, the, the check comes in the mail. I'm like, all right, let's cash it. Let's wait a few days just to make sure this is real money, you know. Uh, so yeah, there's people like that. So yeah, I think texting is fine. And I really like how you shared, like if, if they're not responding, just go with the next question and you just keep doing it. And listen, until someone tells you no, or threatens to call the police, like you, you have an obligation to follow up. They're busy. They're not thinking 24 seven about them, about you closing the deal. Like you are, you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta pay my bills. Like I gotta get this thing done. They're living off in fantasy land. They're doing everything else. They have a, they have a life. They unfortunately, even though we want them to, they're not thinking about you. And so you have to keep following up. And you could follow up for two years. I mean, that sounds crazy, but luckily we have software now. We have automations. We have different things that can help us with that. But I think about two years is the longest deal I can think of with no automation, no software. And it's not like I was following up every day, but um, I would follow up every day. And then after like, you know, a couple of weeks, that's a little ridiculous, about 10 days. Then I would go to like weekly and then I go to monthly and then quarterly. And uh, about two years was the, the one I remember being the longest of like, they're like, oh, yeah, thanks for following up. It was like it was like they didn't know two years had gone by. You know, we had a busy summer. Let's get on the schedule. Like what? Well, and the thing of it is, too, we know that it takes seven to 11 touches to get them to buy where people are actually in the buying mode. Um, and so that's the reason why we got to keep touching them, keep pushing them, keep poking at them. Um, and actually, I was watching a program the other day and they had a 10 year uh, sequence for people. 10 years following up. Nice. 10 years. That's awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> We got Mr. Scott, million dollar, um, million dollar Yo. landscaper in the house. We got Mr. Scott. We got Mr. Maine in the yeah. house. Yeah. Jeremy? Jeremy. So let's talk a little bit about landscape lighting. Um, who is it for? What What are some things that? What are? I'm just going to throw you the pitch there. What talk? Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> landscape lighting. So you know, I think. Who's mostly on here? What type of business owner? Is it pressure washing Mostly probably pressure wash, but there's quite a bit of um, Christmas lights too. Okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, I found that it's a hard transition to go straight from like, if you do pressure washing window cleaning straight into landscape lighting, that's a little bit of a challenge for people. Um, I think because they already have a year round like thing to do, right? But the people that have gotten into window cleaning, pressure washing, and then they start a Christmas lights business and their mind gets blown. They're like, holy cow, I just made as much money in two months as I did all year listening to Jason. Uh, then that's an easy transition into landscape lighting for a couple of reasons. One, because 
they have to usually hire extra people because there, there's so much demand for Christmas lights. And then what happens is they let, they lay them all off because they can't keep them busy around. Then the next year is kind of that like, oh, crap, I got to rehire all these new people. And then it's new training. And after you know a few years, that starts to get old. And they're like, man, I wish I could have something that could keep these people busy around. Cue the landscape lighting, right? So then they start to go, okay, maybe I should just do a year-round lighting business. And it makes sense at that point to have kind of multiple divisions or companies because you really don't want to be selling uh, Christmas lights even out of a pressure washing or a window cleaning brand. And uh, there's people that have made it work. Um, there's so much demand for Christmas. It's kind of an anomaly, but especially if you go into landscape lighting, it just makes sense to start a new brand, uh, and just be a lighting company, you know, Christmas lights and, and holiday lighting and then landscape lighting year round. So, um, I guess that's kind of the introduction to it. But the cool thing about landscape lighting is it's it's even safer than Christmas lights. So that's what kind of blows my mind is people are like jumping into Christmas lights, no questions asked, doing with real power, 120 volts, trying to put two mails together. And uh, it's you don't have to deal with that with landscape lighting. What, it's you like, mean two hot mails don't work very well? <laughs> I don't know. I There's some rumors that some people have tried. I don't know. I can't. I can't speak to that myself. But my wife over uh, here just said that was the wrong podcast for that. Okay, but uh, landscape lighting is uh, low voltage. So I mean, it's you plug in a transformer. You've got this transformer that converts the power from 120 volts down to 12. Uh, so at that point, you're dealing with really safe energy. It's 12 volts. So just to test it, I've cut both ends of the wire, stood in water. And I wanted to see if I could feel it or not. And occasionally you can feel it, but most of the time you don't even feel it. It's just such low voltage going through the wires. And landscape lighting is just about as easy as Christmas lights, right? There's no rocket science to it that you got to be super smart <laughs> to figure it out. Well, listen, we say that, but there's people that they figure out ways to screw up anything. You know what I mean? So, Well, that that, that <laughs> goes pretty easy with anything. Yeah, right. But it, it's really nice. When I started, it was halogen. And so there was real calculations that had to be done. There's voltage drop and everything else, just like with Christmas lights that used to be. Um, with LED, it's pretty dang awesome. Uh, there's still some rules you need to follow, uh, still some things like that you need to you know take into consideration. But uh, for the most part, especially just like a basic install, doing up lights on a house, maybe some path lights down the walkway. I mean, that's an installation that can get done in a day. Um, as you get more experience, more advanced, then you can start installing lights on the house, in the soffits, core drilling into driveways and walkways. You know, you could take it to whatever level you're comfortable with for sure. Um, here's kind of a, what brands of landscape lighting that one should start with insulation, bolt amps, you know, this is, I, I kind of had a question too, that, I, that kind of drawed me, right? This is low voltage. This isn't old, old landscape lights that used to be 120 and pulled more watts and everything else. This is all new technology, correct? Yeah. All small fixtures, like the old 120 stuff is like bulky fixtures. And again, you'd have to be like a, a certified electrician in most states. I don't want to say all 50 states because there are some regulations out there. You guys need to check in your own state. Florida, for example, you used to have to get your low voltage uh, license. Right now, you don't have to get it. So there's they're always making changes. But for the most part, you don't have to have a license. Again, um, don't take that as uh, you can go do whatever you want because in your 
your uh, state, that might be the case. But um, yeah, it's low voltage, um, 12, most of the time, 12 gauge wire. So you're not digging huge trenches. You bury it to a, a depth of like four to six inches, small fixtures, LED. Um, he's talking about manufacturers. There's a lot of good manufacturers in the lighting world. And the nice thing about it is most of them have really good warranties. So I'm talking like a minimum of five year up to 15, 20. Some will offer lifetime warranties. The ones that he mentioned, um, Amp and uh, uh, Volt, those I definitely wouldn't use those. Um, they are like master marketers. So if you go do a search right now for landscape lighting, they're going to they're, they're gonna show up for Google ads, SEO, all that stuff. That guy's like got deep pockets, but it's not that high quality stuff. I've replaced a ton of that stuff. So at first you're going to be like, holy cow, I can get a fixture for $30 has a lifetime warranty. And Ryan said I could sell it for $500. Yeah, baby. Like this is it. But after about a year, two, three, you're going to be like, all right, maybe. What what was I thinking? Like maybe I should have invested a little bit more into a higher quality product. How much uh, does it cost to get started up on a landscape lighting business? So this is, this is a really good question. We, you know, when I started it, it was you know five hundred bucks because that's all I had. Um, if I was to start it today, I would do it a little bit differently because I'd invest in nicer tools and stuff like that. But um, and and advertising and do it all the right way. But if you don't have that, you don't have that. So. The, the, one of the first things I recommend people get is a demo kit, which is going to cost you anywhere from about 1500 to 2000 bucks. Um, you don't have to, I've got clients that have never done a demo in their life and they're doing over a million dollars a year within two years of starting their lighting business. Right. But the nice thing about a demo kit is you can set up temporary lights in like 10 minutes. So one, you can get pictures, but two, if you've got a client on the hook and they're like, I don't know, like seems like a lot of money, 5,000 bucks. I promise you, you wait till it gets dark, you set up those lights, get them on the stand on the curb and you flip them on. They're like, like they're, they're blown away. It looks like a palace. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's my house. Like it's that transformational. Um, so if you do a demo kit, even if you suck at sales, it's going to help you get some jobs. Even if you're not good at design, you can figure out the design on the spot, move the fixture to where it needs to go. And you're like, Oh, that looks pretty good. I'll put a flag here. So when I come tomorrow to install it, I know where to go. So super helpful. So I'd recommend spending that if you don't do that, or if you do, you're probably gonna need about another couple grand, I'd say in tools. If, if you have nothing, most people have like a drill, a screwdriver, some of these main things. So, um, if, if you have like some of those tools, you'd be good, but you need a, a flat spade trencher to get the wire in the ground. You need uh, some uh, wire clippers and then some crimpers to do the connections. I mean, that's really as simple as it gets. Again, you're not going to run a multi-million dollar lighting company with just those tools. You're going to reinvest some of those profits that we're talking about and get some like nicer saws, nicer drills, uh, things like that. Uh, a ladder is not a bad thing to have. So if you're putting lights up in the eaves, uh, a lot of these guys are going to have some of the, the 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 core tools that you that you already need to get started. So I know I've been to Ryan's in person class, and he says it's one day install and one day sales, but he's full of crap. Um, it's more okay. like a day and a half to day and three quarters of sales and mar- sales. And a quarter day installs, but <laughs> but that's where the important part is, right? It's not about how to install this stuff; it's how to sell it, how to get high dollar pick ticket pricing. 
And, you know, this is something that even if you went to his class and learned that, you will get higher pricing in whatever you sell. It's almost a guarantee uh, because he teaches all kinds of sales tactics that is what makes a business grow. I don't care if you're in pressure washing. I don't care what you're in. It's the sales tactics that will help you grow your business and help you get to the next level. Um, you know, it's not it's not two days of you going out installing lights because you going out and installing lights is nice and stuff, but that's really not – that's super simple. That's literally a $10 – an hour task, right? $15, $20. You can literally pay somebody $20 an hour to go out and put lights on. It's just like pressure washing, right? You can pay somebody 20 bucks to go out and pressure wash. Um, that's – you can. Um, I had many employees. I got in, I had employees at $15 an hour that were going out and doing it. Um, and so it's important that you learn the sales part of it. It's, you know, this is the hardest part of any business is the sales and marketing. How do we get our phone to ring? He teaches you how to do that. He teaches you how to talk to people, right, and how to find the people that you need. And those are some things that you have to do to learn this. And some of this marketing isn't even stuff that I teach a whole lot because landscape lighting is a little bit different than pressure washing marketing or Christmas light marketing, that type of marketing. Is some of the same stuff works? Yes, for sure. You know, Google My Business, getting our reviews, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, all that still works. But there's also other tactics that work also that is very well. And one of them is is going to builders, right? I don't teach you all to go to builders, but he goes and teaches how to go to builders and talk to those builders and learn how from those builders. And that is what makes his class unique and everything. And yes, he is having it. When is your next class? It's February 21st and 22nd. February 21st, 22nd. It's in Tampa, I think, right? It's in Florida where it's nice and warm in Florida. Who all likes warm weather in Florida? I do. Um, I hate. <laughs> By then, I I love the snow. I'm in I'm in Salt Lake, so we got snow on the ground. It's cold. I love it. But by February, I'm gonna be like, hell yeah, let's go to Tampa. <laughs> and so it is in Tampa. It's fifteen hundred bucks. It's the best. Even if you like, I say, even if you didn't do Lance, even if you went and learned, I guarantee you, you will take stuff away and you will ten x your money. Rather you. Do, which we, I do want you to do the landscape lighting business or if you don't, right? It's not rocket science. It's not something that is overcomplicated, but it's just like anything else. If you don't know how to sell, if you don't know how to price, that's where you're going to struggle with it and that's where you're not going to make money. Any other things that you would say about it? No, you're right. I mean, I'm addicted to sales and pricing and growing and scaling a business. So even when I'm talking about like the design and installation all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I've just been on a tangent the last te- 10 minutes talking about selling it, you know, so that um, I, guilty as charged. But, uh, yeah, I would say this, especially if you've done Christmas lights, you are sitting on a small fortune. You're sitting on a gold mine of these clients who already like you. They already trust you. They gave you money. You're, you're about to take their lights down, right, in a few weeks, a couple weeks, and they're going to be in the dark, and they're going to miss their lighting, and you could – it would be so easy for you guys. Even if you don't want to start a full on landscape lighting company, you could sell to all your existing clients. You know, even if you don't want to go do the marketing and stuff like that, it'd be an easy add on to your existing client, uh, 
you know, your existing client base. So yeah, it's down in Tampa, the 21st, 22nd. The reason I did it those dates is because on the 23rd and 24th, the AOLP, which is the Association of Outdoor Lighting Professionals, they have their annual shindig. And so there's going to be, it's going to be kind of a, a week. You, you could just come to Landscape Lighting Live, which is the 21st and 22nd. But uh, the reason I did it there is because we, you can get the hands-on training. You can get the sales and marketing. Um, we, we pay for all your food and everything. We, we, this is a networking event. This is like we want to rub shoulders. Like we're not going to let you go off and have lunch on your own. We're, we do everything together. That Wednesday night, the 22nd, we're going from Tampa to Clearwater. I'm throwing a big party out there. So you're going to um, only people that are in Landscape Lighting Secrets, which is my coaching program, or attendees of live are invited to this. So I'm spending a small, small fortune on this party, but it's going to be epic. Uh, we're doing that Wednesday night and then Thursday and Friday. If you want to be part of this association about lighting professionals and uh, again, be just a part of a huge networking event. They do some classes and training and a trade show and stuff like that. So if you want to network with other lighting pros from around the U.S., this is your and Yeah, we got some people from Canada and I think James from uh, Turks and Caicos will be there. So it's it's going to be pretty awesome. So my event's going to be dope, obviously. But even after that, if you want to stick around for the rest of the week to just meet more lighting people, it's going to be pretty dang awesome. I did put a link down below here so you can go click that link and that will take you to there. Um, if you're doing Christmas lights and have proper liability insurance, you're likely already covered for landscape lighting. I'm using some landscape lighting to complement our Christmas light installs um, for nice. sure. So, you know, it is simple. It isn't rocket science, but it is it is it is science as in how do you sell it? Right. And, you know, what I always tell people is, is I want to 10x my money, whatever I go for training. And this is one that you will 10x your money. If you spend fifteen hundred bucks, you should get as long as you do the work, you can get 15 grand back. No problem. Um, and you will probably learn that's it. easy. It's, you will probably learn it just in the sales side, whether you're selling pressure washing Christmas. I mean, he talks all kind. Of, he talks about marinating stuff, not steaks either, but right. He talks all different kinds of sales tactics and different ways to make things happen. So, um, what is what has been a book that you read lately that or a book in the past that you were like, man, this was really awesome and it's helped me out. Oh, yeah. I think you asked me that last time I was in one of your uh, deals. Yeah, I always ask it. Let me um, let me look at my library here. I'm kind of schizo sometimes. Um, I'm reading two. Oh, I'm read, the one that I'll say right now is Building a Story Brand. So uh, Building a Story Brand, it's by Donald, Donald Miller. Miller. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I like it is because, uh, you know, as you get into marketing and you know this, you, you learn about like the hero's journey and stuff like that, but it really helps you position your client, like really understand the relationship between you and your client and how to connect with them. You talked about disc profiles, how to connect with them on a different level. And if you start implementing things like this, I mean, your, your competition has no chance. So um, I'm, I'm about 44% through the book right now. So um, I don't know how it's going to end, but I love what's happening so far. This is a great birthday present um, and happy birthday. Wife is getting me six books for my birthday tomorrow. It's awesome. Nice. All right. So cool. what are some words of encouragement before we get off here? Words of encouragement, man. I would just say 
you know, wherever you guys are at right now, just take action. Um, most people get paralyzed by fear. Um, I've been there multiple times in my career. I've been there even as a business coach where I'm like, man, I don't know, like, am I capable of this? Am I good enough? Uh, will people listen? Will people purchase? Will people follow? You know, uh, what if I say something wrong? What if I mess up? I mean, those, those thoughts are like, they're coming in all the time. Um, and luckily I've had enough experience and practice with it that I'm better at it than I used to be, but don't be afraid, you know, just get out there and take action. If you're worried about what someone's going to say about you on Facebook of like, well, what do you mean? You sold that job and you didn't know what to do. Like, hell yeah, I sold that job and I didn't know what to do. And I'm going to figure it out halfway through. Um, that's just, that's the way I've lived my life. Uh, it's the only reason I've gotten to where I'm at. When I started my lighting business, I tell people there's two things that, that allowed me to get to where I'm at today. It's ignorance and confidence. If I would have done my research, like I should have as a good little MBA student and researched how many people were doing lighting in Dallas, Texas, there's no way in hell I would have ever started a lighting business because there was a ton of businesses and people that have been doing it, you know, decades. So who would I, who would I be to start a lighting business? But I'm so glad that I was ignorant and I'm so glad I had confidence because it allowed me to take action. And it's, it's the two, two reasons why I'm where I'm at today. Awesome. Um, well, if you want to join King of Pressure Wash, check out kingofpressurewash.com. Um, I go, we go have a marketing Monday every Monday, which is pretty much a coaching call for everybody in it. Um, and so go check that out. We're also got some cool stuff coming up in 2020 of how you or 2023 of how you can answer your phone. And maybe if you don't answer the phone, how many people don't answer the phone in here and you, can, you don't lie. Um, everybody don't answer <laughs> the phone. I know DJ has a full-time person that's answering the phone and he still misses phone calls. And so I'm coming up with a system to help that out. And also how many people get their forms on their website filled out and they don't do nothing to them till that night or later on because, you're just too busy. Well, how much money are you leaving on the table by doing that? So I got a system coming out that will fix both of those two things, two problems that make you. That's awesome. Money. So, um, well, you guys go, go get King of Pressure Washing now before I convince Jason to raise his prices. Yeah, they will be going honestly, up here pretty soon. That's so. a still, it's a still of a deal. The fact, I mean, they're, they're not just getting like the, the content portal, which is what I call it, but to have those calls and your advice and all that stuff is your way. Listen, guys, go do it now before I convince him to charge 10 X, <laughs> <laughs> but hope you all have a great night and we'll see you all later. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of pressure wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of pressure wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.